Welcome to Reader Seeks Romance Channel's Romance Roundup. I am Liz Donatelli. And I'm Libby Kay, author of the sweet romance series, Buckeye Falls. 2024 is fast approaching, so Libby and I are sharing the 2024 romance releases on our to-read lists. If you're listening to us on Podbean or your podcast app of choice, then be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Romance Roundup. Also, watch Romance Roundup on Reader Seeks Romance's YouTube channel for fun graphics and visual effects, as well as exclusive bonus content. Be sure to like and subscribe. Libby, let the roundup begin. All right, Liz, giddy up. So first one I'm going to talk about is Ready or Not by Kara Bastone. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Uh, that comes out February 13th of 24 from Dial Press. Uh, this is a standalone romance. Um, and as I'm about to describe it, you're going to be like, wow, I'm surprised Libby's excited about this, but I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Uh, so, <laughs> so this is a surprise baby book. And we know that that is not usually my thing. Wait a second. Right? I think we just made history. I know. On I'm many levels. I'm really excited for this. And we all know, especially our book club friends, that like secret babies or surprise babies are not my thing. Now, uh, is it because you've read them and you haven't liked them or you don't even want to touch it? Because I haven't even touched it. I have read some. Now, granted, these have been years ago. I have read some. And the thing I don't like is just in the terms of secret baby mm -hmm. is not telling the father, mm -hmm. hey, there's been a baby around for like a million years. Yeah. Um, and in general, and I'm sure I, I'm sure this is like my own psychology. Uh, the thought of a surprise pregnancy scares the crap out of me. So <laughs> I have read some of Kara's books before and absolutely adored them. So I okay. am I like her that much. I'm gonna give this surprise baby a chance. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty surprising. So the general premise of the book is. Eve, our heroine, uh, is very detailed, very meticulous. She likes everything done a certain way. And one time she goes out of her comfort zone and has an uncharacteristic one night stand. And as I just said, guess what happens? She finds herself pregnant. So now Eve is at a crossroads. So um, she has to reevaluate everything she has in her life, her job, her home, her friends. Um, she is described as having her BFF Willa and Willa has an older brother named Shep. I think you know where this is going to be going. So after the pregnancy is, um, announced, uh, Eve finds her relationship shifting. Uh, she doesn't really know the father of the baby. So that sounds like it has complications. Her and Willa seem to be having some type of falling out, but the one constant is Willa's brother Shep. And so I'm getting the impression that Shep is going to step up to the plate. <laughs> So uh, I that is really all I could find on it other than okay. the cover, by the way, is charming. The cover is very cute. Um, but at the end of the description says, over the course of nine months, Eve struggles with her new reality and realizes that matters of friendship and love are more complicated than she could have planned for. So um, the tropes that are listed on Goodreads are obviously surprise baby, mm -hmm. found family, okay. uh, best friend's brother and friends to lovers. So um, okay. I am really excited about this because I read Kara's Forever Yours series back in 2020 and I think 21. Um, it's a trilogy and I was on a road trip and I don't even know where my husband was, but I was by myself in the car and I literally ended up taking a longer turnpike exit to finish the third book because I needed to know what happened. And 
if you look at the covers, they just look like these unassuming, you know, little tra- or uh, mass market paperbacks. And you're like, oh, it'll be a cute little story. But she gets you with these little nuggets of like emotional truth. And I just, every character had a backstory that just either gutted me or like gave me more faith in humanity. Like, I don't know what she does when she writes her characters, but I just loved those three books. And so I, I had a little Amazon alert and it popped up last week, actually, we were talking about getting ready for the show. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I am here for it. I'm going to get out of my secret baby comfort zone and see what this book is all about, because I just love her other books so much. So I'm ready to get out of my comfort zone uh, for Kara Bastone. Uh, so Ready or Not comes out February 13th, 2024 from Dial Press. And I am totally here for it. Hopefully. <laughs> So wow. let's go from secret babies to whatever fun things you have planned with. Well, we're going f- <laughs> from contemporary secret baby to Victorian England. I have chosen Victorian historical romance, Never Blow a Kiss, by debut author Lindsay Lovise. It releases in January 2024 by Forever. And it is book one in the secret society of governess spies. Oh. I mean, doesn't that just say everything you need to know? That sounds very intriguing. It does. And here's the gist. Emily, a woman with a dark past who now works as a governess, is recruited by a secret network of governesses who spy on members of British high society. Ex-soldier turned railroad magnate Zach hunts killers for the Metropolitan Police. Mm. When Emily and Zach's paths cross, Emily blows him a kiss that prompts Zach to learn more about this saucy streetwise governess. The two begin an affair that is complicated when Zach's hunt for a killer coincides with an explosive secret of Emily's that could destroy them both. Oh, intriguing. So it's a really beautiful cover with the governess spy dressed in yellow. And uh, yeah, it it just captures my imagination. It sounds uh, really interesting. Yes. Like governess spy. Like, I mean, I already dig the whole governess romance, you know, thing. So you figure that, oh, the governess is going to fall for the parents of, you know, Mm -hmm. the child that they're governing. But it seems like that's not the case, which is kind of an interesting twist. And this Zach dude seems to have a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, It's like, oh, it's like I'm a railroad magnate. I'm hunting killers for the police. It sounds like it's going to be suspenseful and there's going to be adventure or some sort of adventure. So, uh, so yeah, I'm trying to shake things up as I look forward to 2024. And it sounds like fast paced with stuff going on. I like it. It does. It does. And I'm curious about this explosive secret. So, uh, yeah. So that is Never Blow a Kiss by Lindsay Lovise. All right. Well, I'm definitely adding that to my list. Libby, what else are you looking forward to reading in 2024? Okay. Well, I'm following the trend of following authors that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my other favorite standbys is Olivia Dade. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think I've gushed about her a lot before, uh, although maybe not on this show. Uh, But she has a new one coming out. It's called At First Spite. Comes out on February the 13th from Avon. And this is the first in a new series she's written uh, called the Harlot's Bay series. 
Um, and if you are familiar with Date, her other um, series are Spoiler Alert and There's Something About Marysburg. And I've enjoyed both of those um, mm -hmm. immensely in the past. So um, the general premise of this one is, um, and I know I'm breaking trend here because instead of the person being homeless, she actually has a house that she was trying to get rid of. So I'm starting my whole thing here with that. That is totally breaking trend for me. <laughs> Let's see if we could continue that theme yes. as we move forward in 2024 that the person has a home that they're trying to get rid of. Exactly. That'll be the new theme of 24. I like it. <laughs> so our heroine, Athena, uh, her fiance unceremoniously dumps her, which seems to be the theme in a lot of the books I read. And after her broken engagement, she is left with their wedding present, which is a building that is referred to as the Spite House. And it is apparently a 10 foot wide house in the middle of this neighborhood that everyone describes as the middle finger of the neighborhood. So automatically, <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. And I'm like, all right, I'm on board. <laughs> it's a funny visual. Yeah. yeah. So I'm anxious to see how it's described. But um, to complicate matters, her neighbor is none other than her ex-fiance's brother, Matthew. So we all know that this is going to go well. Um, and so she doesn't know that her fiance broke up with her because of his brother. And this is all in the back of the book. So I'm not giving anything away. Mm -hmm. Uh, so unbeknownst to her, she, you know, she's doesn't want to see him anyway, but she doesn't even know why, uh, they broke up. And so of course we're going to find out that Matthew has had the hots for Athena this whole time. And so there's a forced proximity element, which, you know, is one of my favorite tropes. Yes. And, uh, they're going to be kind of covertly like looking in the windows at each other, um, you know, doing things to annoy the other one. Uh, the one thing I read on Goodreads is there's uh, several scenes where she blasts erotic fiction so he can hear it in his house. And I have a feeling that's going to backfire for her um, because she's going <laughs> to like it. <laughs> I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I know Olivia Dade, like I like to believe I do, that's going to turn into a saucy scene. Yes. Shenanigans will ensue. And if they don't, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would be too. Yeah. So, um, and it looks like it has, you know, the standard tropes everybody loves, opposites attract, ex's brother. Um, it's, according to the publisher, guaranteed to be filled with witty banter. So I do like uh, Dade's banter. And as you know, she loves to have um, uh, plus size characters and body positivity is a big thing with a lot of her stories. So um, just another thing I like about her book. So um, yeah, it sounds uh, like a fun twist on a traditional, you know, Dade story. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I, I mean, she hasn't disappointed me yet. Not good. So yeah, so that was At First Spites by Livia Dade out February 13th from Avon. So Liz, are we going, are you going with an old favorite or are you going to have a new author you're trying next? I am picking a, another debut um, this is, well, I, I'm actually picking an author who has their adult romance debut and it's being published by a new publishing imprint. Oh, cool. The Boyfriend Subscription by oh. Stephen Salvatore. It releases in March, 2024 by Harlequin imprint Afterglow Books. Oh, which... I heard about Afterglow. Oh, have you? I don't know much about it, but I, I remember seeing it pop up on social media that it was coming. Oh, well, here's a little bit about it. Afterglow Books will publish romances that target under 35 readers. It launches in January 2024, and it will feature spicy romances grounded in relatable character journeys. 
That sounds enjoyable. Yeah, it does. So Stephen Salvatore uh, is best known for their works as a young adult author. And this is Stephen's adult debut romance. So yeah, I'm excited. Here is a quote from the blurb. Equal parts sizzling, sweet, and irresistibly fresh, Stephen Salvatore's The Boyfriend subscription is the LGBTQIA plus pretty woman rom-com fans have been waiting for. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. It's, It's got a good plot structure, that movie. So I'd really like to see it playing out on the page. Yes. I'm, I'm excited. Shy, smart Teddy Hughes has lost his marriage and his retail plant business. Just when he's ready to give up his dreams and leave New York for good, a gorgeous stranger, Cole, offers Teddy a lifeline. Cole is the successful entrepreneur behind Versatile, an app that allows consumers and sex workers to make real but temporary connections. I have to stop and say, I'm not sure at all what that means, but I'm temporary. Yeah. So I don't know if these are sexual like hookup connections or if it's just like networking. Uh, I'm not. Like, I'm yeah. not sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still intrigued. So please. Continue. I, I, I am too. I'm, I'm still on board to read it. Um, Cole needs a fake boyfriend so that he can project a more traditional image for a potential investor. Actually, there's a mention in the book description that Cole, underneath his business suit, is wearing a leather harness. So I'm assuming he's into maybe some BDSM, some some spicy bedroom play. Yes. Um, So there are conditions to Cole and Teddy's arrangement. It's only for one week. During that time, Teddy and Cole will pretend to date. Teddy will get enough money by the end of the week to reclaim his life and I presume reopen the plant business. The, plant business. <laughs> the rules that they have in place are no kissing and no falling in love. Which... This is Pretty Woman. I mean, wasn't that the two stipulations in Pretty Woman? Well, I remember the no kissing. Did did uh, Pretty Woman, did Julia Roberts mention, oh, we can't fall in love or was it just no kissing? No, maybe it was just implied that okay. they shouldn't fall in okay, love. Okay, maybe it was just implied. But I remember or maybe saying, it was her. Wasn't her sassy friend? Wasn't I feel like there was the opening scene where she was like, you no know, kissing on the lips and telling her the business, like, and don't have them, you know. Yes, yes. That I haven't might seen have been mentioned. Years, don't go so. fall in love with your clients. You yeah. know, I, I don't, I don't remember <laughs> exactly, but it. It sounds promising. I've got it, it inspires a lot of questions and I'm excited to find out the answers. And that is the boyfriend subscription by Steven Salvatore. I want to hear about that after you read it because I'm intrigued yeah. for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Libby, what else are you looking forward to reading? Okay, I'm continuing the trend with authors that I've enjoyed in the past. And um this one I think you're looking forward to as well. The partner plot. By Christina Forrest. Yes. It's coming out February 27th, 24, uh, from Berkeley. And this is, I believe I taught, or was it you? One of us talked about uh the neighbor favor uh in one yes. of the we talked about it in the bonus That's book right. rack, yes, on episode two. Yes. So I loved that. I mean, that was probably one of my favorite books that we read in book club 
since I joined book club. Uh, so um, this follows uh, the second sister of the Green Sisters. And the general premise is two former high school sweethearts get a second chance at love. And you know, I love second chances. Um, so Violet is a successful celebrity stylist with an eye for fashion and her professional life is thriving. We kind of get a little taste of that in the first book in the series. Um, but her personal life is not, uh, she was, uh, dumped by her ex-fiance, which actually now I'm thinking this, this episode, the theme is people are getting dumped by their fiancés. Uh, <laughs> so Violet's, uh, professional life is perfectly on point. Her professional life is not great since her fiance left her in a very public manner, no less. So she is, as most romance heroines are at the beginning of the book, totally done with love, which, you know, I eat that up. So enter Xavier. Uh, he is her high school boyfriend and they reconnect in Vegas while he's there for his birthday trip. And so they bump into each other. They decide to celebrate together. Um, and as they're celebrating, they realize that their lives are completely different. Um, he lives in their hometown in New Jersey. He works as a basketball coach. He enjoys a pretty quiet life. And then she's obviously jet setting and being fashionable and fabulous. So, um, so they decide to celebrate his birthday in Vegas while, once they bump into each other. And, um, you know, just a little fun, you know, whatever. But they wake up the next morning in the same room with rings. So we have to find out what happened there. <laughs> So they have to decide if they are going to um, stay married or um, get a divorce. We don't know what's going to happen, but that is the plot of this book is they wake up in Vegas and it looks like they got married. So so it's um, like you've got a secret baby and then like a surprise wedding. A surprise Sur wedding. Surprise pregnancy <laughs> and surprise wedding. All in one episode. <laughs> wow. 2024 is going to be banging. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Giddy up, everyone. <laughs> So yeah, I, this, I'm so excited because I loved the first book so much. Um, and again, cute cover alert, the cover on this one yeah, is adorable. Is. Um, but yeah, the neighbor favor, I loved the writing. I loved the three sisters. I'm already excited for the third one. I'm assuming, I think that comes out in 25. I haven't um, checked for the actual date, but I, I just, this series is fabulous. Um, and of course, a marriage of convenience trope. I haven't read a good one of those in a while. So I'm excited for that. Um, and if memory serves, the first one had some some good laughs. I felt like the Green Sisters kept things funny. So yeah. that was The uh, Partner Plot by Christina Forrest. That's out February 27th from Berkeley. And I am so excited. So I have chosen another romance by a debut author. It is called The Kiss Countdown Ooh. by Edda Easton. And it releases in April 2024 by Berkeley. Okay. Here's the blurb. A struggling event planner and a sinfully hot astronaut must decide if their fake relationship is worth a shot at happily ever after in this starry debut. Astronaut. <laughs> I haven't read an astronaut romance before. I haven't either. And I am intrigued. You know how you, you've said you like reading about different jobs? Yeah. I, to me, the astronaut is like, I need to read an astronaut. It sounds like you're about to. <laughs> when down on her luck, Houston event planner Amory Price runs into her ex and his new girlfriend at Amory's favorite coffee shop, she panics. Amory pretends to be dating Vincent, the sexy man who happens to be an astronaut that she just met by spilling coffee on his abs. His abs. Yes. So, so how does... I'm trying to think of just his abs. I guess if he was standing, it could be like a 
Yeah. So what I'm wondering <laughs> is, is he wearing a white or a light colored T-shirt? And then when she pours the coffee on his abs, you can Oh, yeah, because I'm abs. guessing it has to be like a suction thing. Or... Right. It's almost like, ooh, now I see these hot abs. Yeah. I, I Being specifically the abs, I feel like that's something we need we need to keep in mind. Yes, and I need descriptions of these abs when you read this book. Descriptions, (laughs) because you know, just because they're abs doesn't mean they're six pack abs. That's true. But then, yet astronauts have to be in good shape. But I, you got to go to space. You have to be healthy. That's right. (laughs) Which is why I'll never go to space. (laughs) Well, you know, are people still going into space anymore? I feel like I'm in a dream right now, and I'm just spewing information that I know nothing about. So. Vincent plays along with Amory's lie, which then turns into a three-month fake dating situation, which I'm not sure how that comes about, which is part of the intrigue of the Kiss Countdown. In exchange for free rent. (laughs) Wait, so we have another homeless situation. (laughs) (laughs) I just stepped into your territory. Okay, so Amory has agreed to play Vincent's doting partner in front of his family. In exchange, Amory gets a rent-free room in Vincent's house so she could save money to revive her struggling event planning business. So actually, I have dipped my toe into your world of reading about characters who don't have a place to live. live. You welcome to Libby territory. <laughs> I I'm now on planet Libby K. <laughs> so, quote, as their time together counts down, Amory must decide if she'll settle for the safe life or shoot for the stars. Oh, she better shoot for the stars. I mean, if, if he's got abs in a free room. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need, huh? Abs in a free room. That's all I need in the world. And if anyone <laughs> hasn't listened to any other episode, they're going to be like, is Libby K homeless? Because I keep saying, hey, that's my territory. <laughs> so, and that is The Kiss Countdown by Edda Easton. It does sound cute. I'm very intrigued by it. Does. Uh, by and this. it's an adorable cover. A durable cover. <laughs> <laughs> an adorable cover. Oh. Sorry, I... <laughs> My, like, my... <laughs> a terrible cover. Uh. My <laughs> accent and the fact that I'm, I think, a little bit tired and I'm yeah. starting to slur. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> a terrible cover. What do you have for us next, Libby? Okay. So I'm continuing, um, but I swear I will not for the whole episode. But next up is yet another author I've really enjoyed and I'm really excited for their new one. Uh, This one is Business Casual by B.K. Borison. And this is out June 25th uh, of 24 from Berkeley. And I believe she was self-published before and Berkeley picked up her series because I think. um, Yes. I think I remember reading that. Uh, but either way, uh, I have read the other books in the Love Light Farm series, and I'm absolutely obsessed, um, which is no surprise because it's right. It's my wheelhouse. It's basically Hallmark with more content and a little bit of steaminess. So anywho, let me get to the premise of this one. So Business Casual is the fourth book in the series, and it follows Nova, who is a tattoo artist whose business is struggling, which I think is following. You've been having some struggling business owners this episode. Uh, yes, so, I seem to be drawn to struggling business. Well, then Business Casual might be the book for you. <laughs> you know, I did come across this book in my search. 
the and it, it, it sounds really cute. It does, and I didn't pick it because I knew you were going to pick yep, it. Yeah, because it's. <laughs> So Nova has a struggling tattoo business and Charlie is a buttoned up investment banker who wants to help her business. Wink, wink. No, I'm serious. I think he does really want to help. Her business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like the wink, wink though. Yeah. So neither one of them is looking for love, but of course that doesn't mean that sparks aren't about to fly. So um, this is listed as an opposites attract, small town charm, uh, witty banter, and uh, and my favorite new, I don't know if it's a new trope or just I'm seeing a lot more of it lately, the let's just spend one night together to get it out of our systems because that always works. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is a recognized trope because I've heard people refer to it before. And I was thinking, is there a more succinct way to describe it? But I think it's pretty much what you said was, oh, I think it's let's get it out of our system. Yes, let's get it out of our system. So yeah. it, the way it's described is they have just one night to get it out of their systems. So um, which I mean, I don't care how many nights they need to get it out of their systems. I love BK's writing. I love her character development. I'm hoping we get to see the other couples from the first three books. Even just a little would be fun. Um, I I just really enjoy how she writes the yearning and the pining. And um, yet it still feels like you're in a Hallmark movie because the scenery and everything is always just so charming and cutesy. Um, so yeah, I am just, I'm so excited for this. And I was curious when I was uh, prepping for today's show, have you read any of the Love Light Farm books yet, Liz? I have not. Okay. I have not, but I am intrigued. I love the covers, first of all. The covers I, are so cute. I, I love them. And, and it's, you should read the first one coming up because it's a Christmas one and it takes place on a Christmas tree farm for Pete's sake. I mean, there's a reason that this series is all over Bookstagram because it's yeah. it's so good. So that is my next pick for 2024 is Business Casual by BK Borison out June 25th. It's interesting because I didn't realize that I am just gravitating towards new authors to kind of, you know, discover the next new well, and I think, I mean, that's, that's part of the, I mean, that's kind of the thing with romance is I ebb and flow. Like right now I'm obsessed with these hockey romances. My God, I read, I read like one a week now. I need a life, but, um, but yeah, but I, I tend to, if I don't know what to read, I gravitate towards an author that I've already enjoyed. So yeah. that's, but, that's but that's a, the... that's a safe bet. I see. So are you risk averse and I'm a risk taker? Would you say? I think I would say that for sure. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we should be a couple in a romance novel. Yes. Yes. She's risk averse. <laughs> She's a risk taker. <laughs> One of them has six pack abs and is about to get covered in coffee. <laughs> a tagline that only we would understand how funny that is. I have selected for my to-read list Happy Medium by Sarah Adler, which releases in April 2024 by Berkeley. And here is the blurb. Okay. A clever con woman must convince a skeptical, sexy farmer of his property's resident real-life ghost if she's to save them all from a fate worse than death in this delightful new novel from the author of Mrs. Nash's Ashes. Oh, that's why that author sounds familiar. I haven't read that yet, but I, it's on my list. It's literally on my list, so. Yeah, I, I've heard of uh, of Mrs. Nash's Ashes, too. And I just love saying Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Ash. No, wait, Mrs. Nash's Ashes? Mrs. Nash's Ashes. Mrs. Nash's Ashes. <laughs> Say it 10 times fast. <laughs> and here's what it's about. 
fake spirit medium Gretchen Acorn. I mean, <laughs> I just love, I love that it. name. Is hired to investigate the unexplained phenomena preventing the sale of her bridge partner's struggling goat farm. <laughs> Have we had a goat farm in another book? Yeah, since Ooh, we started the show. There was like goats somewhere, right? Wasn't there goats somewhere? Yeah. I feel like farm animals is the new domestic pet. Yes. Like, it's no longer like dogs and cats. We've graduated to chickens and, and goats um, and goats, llamas. Llamas, cows. And then what's oh, the like the little hedgehogs? highland cows. Those are always so cute with like the furry yeah. faces. <laughs> yeah, the the furry cow faces. Yeah. Well, I guess all cow faces are furry. I it's mean, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting slap happy over here. <laughs> We're both getting slap happy. Um, so what's interesting, and there's got to be like I'm curious to know what this plot entails because gretchen's bridge partner who she thinks is an elderly man is actually charlie a young hot as hell farmer so i don't know why i mean maybe if they play bridge maybe online i guess or she doesn't wear her glasses to play i don't know <laughs> i don't know charlie is unconvinced that gretchen can communicate with the dead and he's not wrong but to Gretchen's surprise, she does find herself face to face with a real ghost named Everett, who has been, in fact, wreaking havoc at Charlie's farm. The ghost wants Gretchen to help Charlie avoid a family curse that's had Everett the ghost haunting Gilded Creek since the 1920s. There's a lot of story, and I'm There's excited about this. Are, is there going to be like a love triangle with the, with the farmer and the ghost? I don't know. I was wondering, but somehow Ooh. I'm like, I don't know. That's a that would be a bold move because love triangles are tricky, and not they are especially when one of them's dead. Especially when one of them is dead, because <laughs> you know who's going to win. That's true. Either way, continue. Now Gretchen has one month to convince Charlie that he can't sell the property. So to save the goat farm, its friendly phantom, and the man she's beginning to love. Gretchen will need to pull off the greatest con of her life, just being herself. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's sweet. That sounds good, though. It, it does. It does. It sounds like it's it's a hoot. Yeah. And that is Happy Medium by Sarah Adler. I, I like it. And I need, still need to read Mrs. Nash's Ashes. My TBR list is growing by the minute. Mrs. Nash's Ashes is that a rom-com? I can't recall. For some reason, I thought it was not a romance. I think it is because isn't there someone that helps her with the ashes? Oh, they have to... Like a road trip to... Yes, uh, dispense the yeah. ashes or yeah, disperse them? Disperse, scatter, whatever, yeah. Scatter. That's the word <laughs> we're looking for. All right, so I believe we're down to our last yes. 2024 picks. yes. All and right. this one, I'm breaking trend, and this is a new author. Haven't Ooh. read them. It's a debut. Uh, this is Rules for Second Chances by Maggie North, and this is out June 25th, 2024, from St. Martin's Griffin. And uh, the tagline for this one is, can true love happen twice with the same person? Our heroine in this one is named Liz. Liz has tried to be everything to everyone, which I think is relatable for all of us, uh, despite the fact that she's a very quiet um, and uh, 
uh, introverted person. And she is living in a very extroverted world, uh, including her soon-to-be ex, Tobin. Uh, he is very loud. He's a very positive, engaging person. And um, they both work together at a wilderness expedition um, company. And while he's out there um, showing people the sites, she's been relegated to office work. And so things come to a head for Liz on her 30th birthday when at her birthday party, she is mistaken as the waitress because she is so unassuming. Uh, the people that are there assume she's the waitstaff. So she decides to make a change. This is the straw that breaks the camel's back. And she's ready to do something and be the star of her own life. And so in a moment of madness, Liz enrolls for an improv class uh, to get herself out of her comfort zone and to get over her soon-to-be ex-husband, Tobin. So the only problem with Liz's plan is she's terrible at improv. And the only person who's willing to help her is, you guessed it, her soon-to-be ex-husband, Tobin. Uh, he's set on not only helping her find her confidence, but he's also dead set on saving their marriage, which, oh, heart. So um, the pair grow closer as Liz continues to go through her improv classes. And, um, and obviously, they will be confronted with all of the reasons they think they shouldn't be married. It sounds cool. Like, I like that it is a completely different twist on um, the marriage in trouble, second chance uh trope so um and again maggie's a debut author so i have not read any of her other stuff but um the early reviews seem promising and um, i have added it to my tbr list for summer of 24 and that again was rules for second chances by maggie north out june 25th 24 from saint martin's griffin i love when there is a unique activity that brings people together. And in this yes. case, it's improv. I would hate to do improv. So I'm that was part of the things that intrigued me is I'm very, I don't know, I would be averse to doing that. So I'm intrigued to see how they have Liz go yeah. through it. Because I think it sounds cute. It does sound cute. And you know what? I'm intrigued by the name Tobin. Yes. Th there's been some interesting names um, yeah. coming up with these books. So yeah, Tobin. Yeah. Not a name you hear often. I want to learn more about Tobin. <laughs> I want to know why he's called Tobin. Tobin. <laughs> um, okay. All right, Liz. Last one of the episode. What do you got for us? Ooh. I have First Comes Marriage by Layla Rafi, which releases in July 2024 by Hachette UK imprint Orion. So oh. this, this author is actually London-based. Here's the blurb. Heartwarming and achingly romantic, First Comes Marriage is just the slow burn, grumpy sunshine romance you need to read. Perfect for fans of Sonali Dev and Talia Hibbert. Ooh, and I love them. Here's the gist. Rejma didn't expect romance when she agreed to marry Zafar. Rezma wants a romance like the ones she reads in her books, but Zafar barely acknowledges her. When Rezma and Zafar attend a family wedding in Mombasa, avoiding each other is not an option. Forced to be in close proximity, Ooh. we both enjoy that, Zafar and Rezma are about to discover that sometimes falling in love comes after saying, I do. Oh, that sounds really cute. It does. And what's interesting is that I never thought of arranged marriages as falling under the forced proximity trope. But as I read this description mentioning that they 
have to spend, you know, a cl- they have yeah. to be together, um, you know, during this wedding, they're in close proximity and they're in this marriage. I was like, oh, you know what? Arranged marriage can fall into forced proximity category. So I, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I enjoy characters who grow in love with each other mm-hmm. and that it's a progression. So this is what I expect to be the case with Rejma and Safar. And you know what attracted me is one of the categories for this romance is Southeast Asian cooking. That's one of the categories for the book. And I adore romances filled with cultural cuisine. So I'm like, hey, I got I got to read. Yeah. And, you know, I love books with food in it. So please. (laughs) Yes, I I know. I I do as well. Um, So that is First Comes Marriage by Layla Rafi. That sounds really charming. I'm definitely adding that to my list. I'm really yeah. excited. Charming. And you is said a good July? Word. July. Excellent. There we go. Summer reading. <laughs> it's a good summer read. And that's our roundup. Be sure to subscribe to Reader Seeks Romance on YouTube so that you don't miss out on bonus content and extras. Be sure to subscribe to Romance Roundup on Podbean or your preferred podcast app. Thanks for joining us, Romance Readers. Happy reading, everyone.